Shomrabyog. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the tiny room. Welcome back to On Shomrabyog. Welcome back to the socially distant and very safe digital Shomrabyog. I am the Michael of the titular Michael of Michael and Benjamin's podcast, and I am joined by the man whose entire life and being has been based around becoming an Irish version of Jensen Ackles. It's Benjamin Dean O. Winchester Colopy. Mickey. Oh, yeah. No, Mickey's a fat 12-year-old, Ben. No, it's, that's you. It's, oh. Mickey. Oh, Mickey. Very good. very good. Mickey, it's you and me, Mickey. Damn You're it, the Ben. Line. Damn it, Ben. <laughs> we can't do this. We've got to get out of here. We've got to get back and save those kids. <laughs> Mickey, I ain't giving up. Mickey, I ain't giving up, Mickey. It's time to go, Ben. This is going to be very tiresome. Benjamin. Um, Benjamin, why don't you just throw your mind back to three years ago when I shut up unannounced at your uh, college dorm room and dragged you away from your normal life and your lovely girlfriend back into the grim and gritty world of podcasting and remember the sound that played that very evening. Yeah, it went a little something like this. (gasps) Very good, Benjamin. Now, if all has gone well, Benjamin, I have replaced uh, our usual theme music with the opening sound from Supernatural. There's a good chance I've forgotten. The listeners will have to tell us. And we've been copyright struck on yeah, the yeah. face of the earth yeah, by yeah. CW's impressive litigation crew. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you just heard silence, <laughs> you'll know that uh, someone has copyright struck the music I added out. Smacked us round. Yeah. Um, yeah, with a little... Benjamin, that was one of our least subtle ever introductions to the topic of what this topic of this week's topic is going to be. But Benjamin, no real inside joke there. No, no, no. It was very. We're just talking about supernatural, Ben, because it's been on forever. But before we do that, why don't we look at the week's news? Yes, let's bloody have a look at that, Michael. A little bit of sad news to start the week this week, Michael. Yes. But the legendary Darth Vader bodybuilder uh, suit filler. David Prowse has passed away. Oh, how very sad, Benjamin. Um, Benjamin, did he have, as we say, both culturally and on the podcast, a good innings? Yes, he was 85 years old, Michael, which to me is good innings. Decent innings. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan. I think that's that's significant. Ben, is it true that David Prowse was disappointed when he found out they weren't going to use his voice for Darth Vader? Or is that an herbal legend? Yeah, so I think that's a bit apocryphal, Michael. Um, I think... It's a very good bit of apocryphy, but I don't I don't think it's actually factual because he turned up at all the cons and stuff and, you know, c- continued to interact with other cast members and things like that. So there certainly wasn't any bad blood. He may have been mildly disappointed on the day mm-hmm. when he went to the cinema and he was like, that's not my voice. Yeah, like you were when you found out that we were redubbing you on the podcast. Yeah, it's really, really weird that Brendan Fraser wants to be me on our syndicated podcast that airs outside of Ireland. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great if they just redubbed all of your bits and left my bits on. Oh, that would mm, <laughs> that would satisfy my ego deliciously. <laughs> Benjamin, it's been yeah. a bit of a week for Star Wars. Um, have you been watching The Mandalorian, Ben? Uh, I haven't seen the latest episodes. Please don't spoil it for me. Please I won't spoil, spoil the latest episodes, Ben. Don't worry, I'm not going to. What I was going to say is, Ben, I'm really enjoying your kind of off-teal cable knit sweater. You look like the the Inish man Mandalorian um, uh, Mon Calamari that has famously become the the breakout guitar of this season. Isn't that bizarre? Isn't they went that to, so strange. People in episode, were like, oh, I like that knitwear pattern. Give in episode that. three, Ben, they went to Space Donegal. Space Donegal, and they put a spaceship back together with fishnets and, and rigging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ben, you know, throw fishnets on anything, and I find it sexy. So, the, I mean, the, that spaceship really did it for me. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, that was awkward for your poor partner to walk in on. Oh, uh, bloody God. That was awkward. Benjamin. Yeah. Yeah, she watches The Mandalorian with me. She thinks it's very good, but very tense and too anxious uh, Too anxious for her. I mean, fair. She's always worried about the small baby Yoda fella. Ah, uh, the wee baby Yoda. Yeah, she's like, oh, he's getting in a scrape this week. I hope he doesn't get hurt or injured. I hope he doesn't eat the offspring of that nice frog lady. Mm, maybe he's a bit of a bad egg. Benjamin. Hey, very good. Cause yeah, see eggs. what I've done, see yeah, what I've done. Yeah, there was good. other yeah. kind of semi-Star Wars news. Did you see uh, Boss Logic, good friend of the podcast, Ben, Boss Logic? Did you see his poster for Luke Skywalker appearing in season three of The Mandalorian? I did not. It's very that good, Ben. Good. He has, he has fan cast Sebastian Stan as a slightly older but still youthful Luke Skywalker. Well, look at that now. 
Isn't that That's very good, good, Benjamin? It's very good. I, have you ever noticed before how much Sebastian Stan and Mark Hamill look alike? I, I haven't, but apparently that's excellent fan casting. They're, they're very, they've got a very similar head. <laughs> very similar head on that pair. Yeah, very similar head similar on the pair. Similar pair of heads over there yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's a great bit of casting. <laughs> and, cats. you know, both... Uh, Mark Hamill is a great actor. I, I've yet to see anything spectacular from Sebastian Stan. But that doesn't matter because Luke Skywalker is a complete plank. So, I mean, there's no doubt that Sebastian Stan could do it. Well, that's the end of this podcast there now. You've just besmirched. <laughs> I, do you know what? I think Star Wars got so lucky that Mark Hamill is so great. Go on. Um, because that character would not have held up without the deep, deep love that people have for Mark Hamill over Luke Skywalker. Absolutely. Because I don't plank. think, I don't think anybody cares that much about Luke Skywalker, especially in the original trilogy. And that's kind of the point. He's kind of like the Ken doll of the entire series that you can kind of just. Well, he's a blank slate that you can project yourself yeah. onto, isn't he, Ben? Isn't he, Ben? Yeah. Like, uh, like uh, Dean Winchester was for you. Or Mick is in this podcast. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. Enjoy exactly. my I'm witty hot takes. Yeah, I'm the kind of everyman character. That, uh, <laughs> I'm the point of view character for the listeners. Yeah, the one who rolls his eyes when I say the word tropes too many times. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I haven't a clue. You have to keep explaining it to me. I'm like Ellen Page in, in Inception. But what do you mean we're in a podcast? <laughs> um... But yeah, I mean, without Mark Hamill, that character would not have survived because everyone's just like, oh, Mark. He's a plank. Oh, Mark. He's an absolute plank. Mark's great, though. Love Mark's great. Everyone loves Mark. Mark, if you want to be on the podcast, there's a seat there, buddy. He probably would. It's a social distance seat, Mark. He probably would. He's a a good lad. Yeah, he's He's a good lad. Benjamin, what other news? Uh, Another little bit of news, Michael, in the the poor long-running saga of Mr. One, Mr. Jonathan Depp. Oh, yes. Is that his real name, Ben? Uh, I don't know. I okay, you, you you carry on and I'll find out if it is. I just like using people's full names sometimes. Yes, and, uh, well, um, that's... Go on. <laughs> Michael, uh, in this particular case, uh, one Mr. Mads Mickelson, that is his real name. No, I think it's Madison. Uh, <laughs> one Mr. Madison Mickleton. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's gone very off the rails now. Is going to replace him as Grindelwald in The Crimes of Grindelwald. Um, sequel, which is I don't know. Warner Brothers seems content to keep throwing money down that particular pit. Um, it's no use, and they've decided to recast him. Um, and use Mads Mikkelsen. Now, do I think Mads Mikkelsen is going to do a great job in that role? Yeah, he's just got a villain's face. He has he's got, got a, a big old villain face. One of my greatest disappointments, Ben, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the wasting of Mads Mikkelsen and Cassius. Yeah, that was a real goddamn... Do you know what would have been great, Michael? Do you know what Doctor would have Doom. really tied the room together there? Doctor Doom. It, it would have been great as Doctor Doom, numero uno. Yeah. Or secondly, if they had have put Dormammu inside a human host and then upgraded Cassilius to a kind of a Dormammu host. And well, that would that could, have been interesting. That could yet happen, Ben. That could yet happen in Doctor Strange 3. Doctor Strange on the here's Cassilius, he's back. <laughs> here's here's Cass- oh, look there's your man Cassilius again there he's now. back he's back but now he's Dormammu he's Benjamin the only better choice for Doctor Doom than Mads Mikkelsen I feel would be the television and film actor Julian McMahon oh he'd be great wouldn't he no I hate him get rid of him then he's the only bigger plank than Sebastian Stan I don't want to see him in anything I forgot to have a go at him last week when we were talking about um what was it? What were we talking about? Charmed. Charmed. I forgot to have a go at him. And, you know, it really upset me all week that I didn't have a go at Julian McMahon. Julian McMahon is bloody odd, isn't he? He's, the fact oh, that he's he got any acting jobs. He's just a handsome, useless plank. He's like the Sebastian Stan of television. He's the Kendall of television series. Um, yeah, he was bizarre. He was That was such a weird subplot as well. Oh, I love this man who's actually a demon and corrupting my entire life. Ooh. Yeah, 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 well, that's pretty common, isn't it? That's Angel. That's, uh, that's, um, that's what's his name from Charmed. Yeah, oh, but he was it? genuinely out to get her. He's <laughs> he dark, like yeah, a... but he was sexy Julian McMahon. He was from Nip Tuck, Ben. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I haven't, actually. I never bothered. No, it's no use. It's got Julian McMahon in it, which, as you know, is not something I'm into. Never been into it. He was no good in The Runaways. Yeah. Imagine being in The Runaways and being the not good thing about it. As you know, Michael, I didn't watch The Runaways because I just don't touch that stuff. No no use for you. Benjamin, I've still been watching Hellstrom. And I tell you what, it's still good. It's still a (laughs) well-made television show. It it has uh, notes and overtones of the show that we're dedicating this episode to. There's a good 
There's a good bit of supernatural in it, but a lot more gruesome. It's really gone... Well, that is good. Do you remember a few weeks ago I complained that it was kind of low on special effects and it kind of implied things rather than showed them? Yes. It stopped doing that now. Oh, that's bloody good, isn't it? Yeah, now there's all sorts of half a body and blood coming out and grossness. Now, do you think... Yes. I'm giving you a lot of credit here. I try not to, Ben. (laughs) That they gave you... They gave the podcast a listen and went, actually, that's not bad. Let's go back and insert some bloody scenes in. I'd like to think that, Ben, but no, because it was all released 10 weeks ago. Well, you see, I think I, I am of the opinion, Michael, that you are probably one of the only people that has watched Hulu's Hellstrom. I um, haven't watched it all, Ben. And so you could possibly be considered a co-producer and that it is, in fact, your influence that has made the show mm. a little courier. Executive That's- co-producer. Executive co-producer Not unlike your title on this very here podcast Exactly Benjamin Benjamin yes I don't think it makes any difference whatsoever To the next Fantastic Beasts And the crimes of Johnny Depp Oh yeah that's where we started this one Who cares I don't care Do you care I certainly don't care I I don't care Michael I think there's a little bit of a A little bit of a rumbling In the the hardcore Crimes of Grindelwald community Um, (laughs) (laughs) There's all six of them Yeah well screw Um, those guys I'm, I'm, I'm content to say they can suck an egg a lot of them have said, why not get Colin Farrell back? And I think Colin Farrell went, no, thanks. Yeah, exactly. um, I don't think he's available. Um, I think that's why Colin Farrell's not coming back. I think he was just like, no, nah, do you know what? You're grand. There's no use. There's no use. We're grand. Um, We're Benjamin, okay. his name is John Depp. John Christopher Depp. That's depressing, isn't it? It's Jonathan very be boring. Yeah, Jonathan Depp yeah. would be much better. Yeah, Matt Nicholson's name is Madison Nicholson, though. Madison? Yeah, Madison. Like Jonathan, but starting with Mad. As in Madison with a lisp? No, ma- <laughs> Very good, very amusing. Benjamin, is that all the news? <laughs> I don't think I there's don't. any more news. Oh, I don't know. Um, no, that's it, Michael. It's been a quiet L week. It's been a quiet L week. We haven't had much. No, there's not but much that's okay, on, Michael. Benjamin. Monster Hunter has been moved up, if anyone cares. What's, it's a, what's a release that? With Mila Jovovich. Yo- oh, Yo-ho. yeah. Hohovich Hohovich uh, There's murder about that though Isn't there? No I don't think so Yeah A young lady uh, The director's under a lot of fire At the minute For what? Um, because he compromises The safety of all his stunt workers Somebody died On that film I think Really? Or Paul W.S. Anderson his, Or on his No wait Hang on hang, Well hang on I have this mixed up somewhere Hold I think on. you do Ben I don't know. Well uh, uh, is this something you're going to have to cut out while you do your research? Or no, no, you just, just spin your wheels there and tell me a little bit about Monster Hunter with Mila Jovovich. Monster Hunter, Ben, it's based on a Japanese series of video games about hunting yeah. monsters. And now it has Mila Jovovich in another Mila Jovovich film produced and directed by her husband, Paul W.S. Anderson. So it's in the ilk of uh, Resident Evil, any of the other ones with Mila Jovovich in it, and based on video games. Yeah, no, I think. Hang on. It looks fine. It looks like it looks like your traditional kind of low budget January release science fiction supernatural film. But it's 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 really interesting because it's Marines in a Japanese video game. Yeah, yeah. Well, Have I mean, they always do that, don't they? They have to make it more American. Yeah. So it's uh, people it's... from the real world Marines getting transferred into the Monster Hunter world. Yeah, it's not great. Ah, who cares? I well, I'll see it once and then instantly forget about it. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't find that now. But I did read a thing about the fact that her husband compromises the safety of a lot of stunt workers. He's kind of uh, his name is not well spoken of in in stunt circles. Are you sure? In stunt circles, yeah. Uh, hang are you on, sure you're I, thinking about Michael Bay, Benjamin? I don't know if this is the time or the place to research this. We can look anyway, it up and talk I'll, about I'll it next do it, week. I'll do it again next week. I'll, yeah. I'll talk about. It. I'll make a note of it and I'll talk about it next week. Because we have stuff week, to talk about, Michael. Or do a Ben's retraction next week, whichever one it uh, is. It's probably the latter. But you look, um, what's life without a little mystery, huh? Yeah, exactly, Ben. Uh, so Michael, of. <laughs> oh, that was good. Speaking of Ben, good. so um. As ham-fisted as our intro was, I'm sure that's given the listeners some idea of what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about this the very show Supernatural. Week. Uh, two weeks ago, Michael, um, had I not mucked up the the running order of episodes that we have in our little calendar, we would have been talking about the finale of Supernatural. Yeah, yeah, yeah but um, you mucked it up, Ben. But I did muck it up. I gave it a good old mucking. But you know what, Michael? Yeah. I've had time to reflect upon it. Yeah. And I've thought, now that it's been two weeks, yeah, people that have us- seen it. Yeah, so we yeah. can talk about it now. Gave us gave us time to breathe. And Michael, I'd love to say that was intentional, but you know me too well to know that anything I do is not intentional and it's usually just serendipity. Yeah, you know, you just mucked it up. 
I mucked it up almost, almost like something else. Um, so, Michael. Yes. Have you watched the double episode finale of Supernatural? No, Benjamin, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I skimmed the penultimate and watched the ultimate. Because the penultimate episode, Ben, I had not the faintest idea what was going on. It was very hard to know what was going on, Michael. Ben, there were no characters in it that I knew, except Castiel. I know him. Castiel wasn't in the penultimate episode. Get out of here. Was Castiel not in the penultimate episode? No, he, oh, was, he was in the 18th in, he episode. He was in the 18th episode. So, is that a double episode? Yeah, I think that's more a double episode. Okay, yeah. that's the one I skimmed so. then. The one I fully properly watched, Ben, is the one which is after the fact it's nothing to do with the plot of the series yeah it's just the capper that's the one i fully watched the other one i didn't care for the actual ending about fixing heaven and whatnot get out of here yeah not great well i don't know if it was great or not but i just i mean i haven't watched supernatural regularly ben in five years nor have i michael nor have i so we're both on even footing on this little on this little gig here on this little adventure Michael, 15 bloody years. It's a long time, Benjamin. 15 yearerinos. Yeah, it's very long. Yeah, it's not like that's that's a significant chunk of my life. Yeah, half, Ben. Half, yeah. <laughs> to be precise. So I was yeah. 15 when it started coming out. Um, <clears throat> and Michael, this series kind of along the way moved from a bit of a spooky horror Brothers, uh, two brothers up against the supernatural, and yeah. it's no good. Where's their dad, uh, Dean? Where, where's their dad? Drunk in a bar, no good. Um, so it went from that to kind of a B movie slasher love letter thing. It, it turned into a very different series over the fifteen years, Michael, as one would expect. Yes, from fifteen a years, Ben, a long time. Yeah, and they started broadening out their their cast of characters, Michael, and it became known. Among its diehard fans, and I make this joke quite a bit, Michael, about diehard fan groups, but Supernatural really does have a core of burning white-hot passion. Grab your pitchforks if anybody says anything against Castiel or Dean. or Like, they're they're into it, man. Sam is fair game, though. No one likes Sam. Sam is fair game. Nobody gives a fuck about Sam. Yeah. So, as, as it went on... It kind of broadened out its cast of characters and we got a lot of LGBTQ plus representation. We got a lot of strong female representation. We got a lot of people of color representation. And the show is really going from strength to strength in terms, if not in terms of plot and overall narrative, then definitely in terms of fun moments and inclusivity. Go on, go on, go on. And then, yeah, <laughs> three episodes from the end of the entire series. Yeah. They just went, oh, you see all those people of color. See all those strong women. See all those LGBTQ representatives. Go yeah, on. Just kill them, will you? Just just get rid of them. Right, just, go on. Just just turf that out of there. Go on, tell, um, go, on, go, on go on. So they did that, Michael. All of those inclusive, broad, varied characters are kind of, if not fridged, then buried. Oh, good. As, as they go along. Well, at least, Ben, there are still three white men to save the day. I mean, that's the most important part, Michael, isn't it? That's the most important. <laughs> well, I mean, I I, see, I do get your point, and obviously, you know, I don't have a lot of I don't have really have a horse in this race, Ben, because I haven't been following the development of it. But you could argue that that wasn't intentional. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, it was a, it was a throwback. It was a circling around to where the series began and focusing on the two main characters, the Winchester brothers. Yeah, so I actually I don't disagree with you at all there, Michael. I think the only way to end that series would be to come back to the two brothers and they have a strong bond. And I think that was important. And a car. And a car. But I think this is a case of severe fan remorse whereupon they've invested in a bunch of characters and they don't get necessarily to see a satisfying end for all the characters that they've grown to love. Now, Benjamin, I'm not following you here, I have to admit. What characters are you talking about? Who gets... So... Who gets, we can do spoilers, because it's two we, weeks We can out. do spoilers. So, uh, I suppose the biggest controversy, Michael, is Castiel. Okay. And uh, throughout Supernatural's long 15 years, Michael, and it's a long time. It's a long 15 time, 15 years, Michael. a decade and a half, half of your life, Ben. Half of my life, Michael. Yeah. It, and it, the show has been accused at various times of queer baiting. 
Um, right, go on. Which, whereupon they, they kind of tease a, a perhaps a homo, a, a sexual relationship here or there, mm-hmm. um, and it never really comes to fruition. Okay. Or, Michael, yes. um, they've downright kind of underplayed it and, and pushed it away. But there's a rabid community of Destielers. Yes. And the Destielers want to see Dean. Dean. And Castiel. Cass. Cass. <laughs> they want to see those two get it on. Yeah, I bet you they do. In freaky deaky passionate white love. Yeah. And it's always been hinted at that Castiel perhaps has very strong feelings for one Mr. Dean Winchester. Okay. Bloody why wouldn't you, Ben? And, I mean, look at him. What a <laughs> smoldering beefcake of a man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hear that name at 2 a.m. in the morning. It's going to do things. All right. It's gonna do okay, things, go Michael. On, all right. Yeah, let's not get too deep into it, Ben. So anyway. You keep your cool. Anyway. Uh, it's too late. I'm flustered. Uh, so, anywho, there's a scene in episode 18, which yeah. is skimmed. Yeah. Uh, whereupon the, the the void, the empty, sorry, the empty mm. uh, requires a sacrifice. Yeah, it has to be. And Castiel up. steps up to plate. And his final words to old Dean are, I love you. Mm-hmm. To which Dean kind of goes, yeah, great. Yeah, I know. Uh, and this was kind of a gut punch for a lot of people who were expecting their big moment. You know, their big reveal that the two of them have deep-seated feelings for one another. Da, 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 da. But Dean's then not gay, my... though, Ben. Huh? Dean's, Dean's not gay. He could be bi. He isn't, though. <laughs> he could be bi. The whole hope of the show is that he was secretly <laughs> gay the whole time. The Destiellers <laughs> wanted blood. Okay. Uh, anyway, one of the big controversies, Michael, is that in a Spanish dub... Mm, I've seen this, yes. Yeah, it's interesting. Dean says, I know, I love you too. Not exactly, but yeah, sure. In and around that. Yeah. And I, sorry, it's and I you. That's yeah. that's the line, isn't it? And I you. Mm. Uh, and everybody went, oh my God, there was a secret ending where they professed their love and CW pulled the plug on it. And that, that's not it at all. And then poor Misha uh, Collins, who plays Castiel, came out and he was like, there's there's no conspiracy. There's, <laughs> it's not. And, oh, the Destiel fans came for him. Oh, oh they, they came turned from, on him quick. Oh, yeah, they turned oh, on Misha Collins. Oh, they, Benjamin, they turned though. on him quick. Here's the thing, though. Even if Dean had confessed his, uh, had said to Castiel, I love you too, it doesn't mean romantic. No, They've been through so Michael. much together. They've been through so much. I, I think the other thing, Michael, is... Are you is telling always... me, are you telling me that that Dominic Toretto didn't love whatever Paul Walker's character's name was. Yeah, but they got it on the shower scene in fact, six <laughs> that's on the deleted track. But you know what I mean? Male yeah. characters are always telling each other they love each other. It doesn't necessarily mean romantic. Now, I, I, I have to say, I didn't, I haven't followed the show enough to to say. But was it definitely? And this may well get us in trouble from the very fact that I'm asking this rather than just accepting it. But was Castiel's admittance of love to Dean a romantic love or a we've been through so much together love it's never been confirmed Michael it's it's never I I personally yeah would see it as a show that has always kind of championed the bond of brotherhood and close friends and things like that is simply expressing what people have wanted to hear in a non-romantic way it's like hey Remember that time we stopped the apocalypse six times in a six row? Times. Yeah. And you, you and died. I died multiple <laughs> times and we've lost each other and yeah. grieved several times over. Remember that? Remember when mm-hmm. you became God for a wet minute? Remember yeah, that? that was fun. Yeah. And the devil. You were the devil too for a while. That's quite a bit of experience there between the pair of us. Yeah. God, we got through it all together. Do you know what? I love yeah. you. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. And I don't see anything wrong with that, but the Destiellers were having none of it. Ah, Ben, you none need to stay off that Reddit. And, and then the, the the hindrance, I suppose, or the real the real kick in the teeth for, for people, Michael, was in the ultimate episode, uh, the the final where Dean goes to heaven and he doesn't meet Cass again. Yeah. Um, so apparently, Ben, so the last episode, Ben, is a very interesting last episode. It it reminded me of many, uh, many, uh, many uh, long running sci-fi or genre TV show have a last episode that functions as a capstone and they actually resolve the plot in the previous episode. And then just have a maudlin, schmaltzy, one-off, yeah. wrapping it all up. Star Trek The Next Generation did it. Although Star Trek The Next Generation, Ben, famously wasn't that um, 
wasn't that serialized so it might not be a great example uh star trek deep space deep no god damn it what am i saying uh stargate sg1 did it they resolved the plot and then they had uh all of the main cast got stuck on a ship for decades together episode what and then they managed to time travel out of it but they oh good we, we got to see them live their lives out happily together oh that's good isn't you it? know that's what i mean the, that yeah. kind of classic capstone episode and that's what this is ben it's nothing to yeah. do with uh, the series, really. No. You could watch the first episode of Supernatural, Ben, and then yes. watch the last episode of Supernatural. And other than not knowing who Bobby was, they would make sense oh, together. Yeah. That's true. That's true, Michael. And I'll That's tell you very, how I know that, true. Ben, because I did that. <laughs> oh, you oh, very good, Michael. <laughs> I watched the pilot, Very ben. good. I watched the pilot, and then I watched the Capstone episode, and it made perfect sense look at you the only thing that didn't make sense ben was the overuse of the song carry on wayward son by kansas yeah they finally stuck that in there at the end but then they did a weird gospel version of it right at the end which was what was the was the female version ben was that from episode 200 was that the one that the choir sing Oh, I think it could be, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know, Michael. I'm and not going to. I'm not going to commit to saying that. Yeah, I'm not going to commit to saying that. But that sounds. That sounds like a solid fan theory. There, I, I quite like the last episode, but it, it's weird. There's a lot to discuss about it. I feel Ben on a podcast. Yeah, if only we had one. Well, let's just talk about it now. And oh um, wait, oh, we'll, wait. Yeah, we'll just talk about we it now. Do. Okay, first of all, Ben, D- Dean, Dean. 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 Damn it, Dean. Um, Dean dies a senseless, meaningless death to, uh, I think, purposefully, a a, a nobody, a random vampire with a mask on in a random barn. No great world-ending sacrifice. Nope. And it happens rescuing two kids who look very like a young Dean and Sam. They do, don't they? Don't there's, they, there's a, there's a hint of the, the Winchesters about them. There's a hint of the Winchesters about those boys. So, yeah, I mean, how, how did you feel about the meaninglessness of his death? So, here's the thing, Margot. I'm I'm a hardcore seasons one to five guy. Yeah, 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 I know. And the reason and I'm mean a hardcore har- seasons... You mean hardcore in a pornographic sense. Yeah, in a pornographic sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was on that Destiel train long before anybody else was. <laughs> uh, I think you're fan um, art. <laughs> You've seen it, Michael. It You've seen my me. deviant art page littered yeah. with Jensen Ackles abs. Mm-hmm. Um, and Michael, I think it's a very fitting hunter's end. Mm. Um, one of my favorite things about the original Supernatural run was that it takes place in backroad America. Yeah, but in somewhat of the real world as well. Yeah, there's a there's a touch of the real world. Sometimes they go to big cities, but like one of the big lines early on in Supernatural is that we don't go near big cities. Now that was for a budgetary reason, but it also made sense from a from a we hunt things for a living and leave a lot of corpses in our wake. Mm. That was good, and you used to have sometimes the tension of oh maybe a police officer. That's not so good. That's yeah, not that, good for us. The, the, I mean, that happens in the pilot. Uh, a large part of the pilot is about their how are they dealing with getting around police who are interested in the same things as them, and that that whole side of the show is completely gone by episode seven or eight. Oh, season wiped seven completely. Or eight. Yeah, like they're doing massive world changing things, and no one's even investigating it. No one's even battling an eyelid anymore. It's it's all good. We're good. Don't worry Mm, about it. mm, mm. And uh, so in that way, it's a great full circle back to two lads taking out random threats in the world. And doing it quietly. Like Mm. they're not in it for the the big rep win. They're in it to make small town America feel safe. (laughs) (laughs) That'll get Um, me in trouble somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Ben, why didn't Sammy just call an ambulance? Because he was impaled on that spike for, like, a good 15 minutes. He's like, no, Sammy, I'm going to die, Sammy. And Sammy's like, no, Dean, I don't want to leave you. Don't leave him. You have a mobile phone. Call an ambulance. That was a, that was a 10-minute speech. It was a 10-minute speech, Ben. And he was perfectly cogent throughout the 10 minutes. That is an eminently survivable impaling. He was clear, like, he was clear-minded. <laughs> if he, he was totally fine. He, he was, was like, fine. This hurts, Sammy. 
There's a thing in me, Sammy. <laughs> Leave me here. <laughs> Let me die. <laughs> oh, Sammy. Just call oh. an ambulance. I can call an ambulance. They'll get here. No, Sammy. No. You. no. I mean, Sammy. this is the most survivable thing we've ever been involved in. <laughs> It's funny, Ben. There's an episode from there's an episode from season one. I think it's season one, episode twelve, called Faith. Okay. Oh, it's about the Faith Healers. Is it's it? about the Faith Healers, Ben. It's a very yeah. good episode. It guest stars Angels Julie Benz. Get out of town. It does indeed, Ben. Old Jay um, Benz. It, it it starts funnily enough very similarly. It's about the Winchester boys rescuing a couple of young boys who've been kidnapped by some sort of demon. And yeah. in it. Dean is fighting the demon and he suffers a mortal wound. Oh no, Dean. Yeah. So he 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 has a massive heart attack. Oh shite, Dean. And Sammy takes him to the hospital, which oh, is what? the reasonable thing to do. He doesn't just leave him impaled on a spike in a barn. So he, I mean, he it takes makes him, sense, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. He takes him to the hospital and he receives treatment. And he's told he's got a couple of weeks to live because his heart is ruined. And Sammy's like, damn it, Dean, I'm not gonna let you die. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get you a healer. I'm gonna, and yep. then he he gets him healed in a single episode, and that was a worse thing that happened than what kills him in the in the finale. Yeah, he's like, it's very preventable. Michael. Absolutely survivable. One of the that, most uh, survivable injuries they've ever received. Yeah, yeah, fitting, but very drawn out and a bit yeah. silly. <laughs> yeah, um, I I think I loved the. Anonymity, like I said, I love the anonymity of it. I love the fact that it ends the way it began. Mm. I think two brothers. The, I think the Sam depression scene is very good. The having to go on a hunt without his brother, mm. and you know, I I thought that was well done. What I cannot forgive in that episode, Michael, is old Sam. <laughs> um, it's one of the worst wigs in television history. <laughs> one of the worst wigs in television history. It's there like he's two... doing a, a Rick Sanchez cosplay. There are two moments of old Sam, one behind the wheel of the Impala. Yeah. Baby. And it's just the worst. They don't even give him wrinkles. They no. just put a grey wig on his head. Yeah. And it looks fake. It's ridiculous. It looks like a thing you'd buy in the pound shop here mm-hmm. in Dublin. And then they do old, old Sam on his deathbed at home yeah, with his son, Dean. His son, Dean. And again, they've taken some talcum powder. They've put it on the same wig to make it just a little bit whiter. And they've given him a little bit of grey face makeup stubble. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. And some glasses. Because that's how you brilliant. know someone's yeah. old. He's absolutely Pair brilliant. Pair of glasses. Yeah. I will never forgive that. I was sitting there going, no, surely not. Yeah, brilliant. Surely absolutely, not. Absolutely brilliant. So apparently, Ben, a lot of the reason that the other actors weren't available was COVID. Ah, well, I mean, that makes sense. Doesn't so it? Castiel wasn't in the last episode because of COVID and they didn't, they weren't able to bring back uh, Ma and Pa Winchester because of COVID. That's Rufus. Yeah. So that's why everyone just kind of got referenced and it was Sam, Dean and Bobby. Yeah, I mean, Bobby was good. It was good to get Bobby back because he was the heart and soul for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Still, I can't get over the fact that they named the main character after the executive producer. Yeah, it's It's weird. It's weird. It's such a weird thing to do. It's like naming your podcast after yourselves. Benjamin, um, (laughs) so yeah, the last episode, I felt that it was great that they finally played the song Wayward Son by Candace in in its entirety. Yeah, that was good. But then undermined by playing it again straight after another version. What a, a weird possibly, thing to do. Yeah, in a possibly less good version. Yeah. Let's be honest. What a weird thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that kind of dampened the squib a touch as well. The most emotional moment for me, Ben, was when they, at the end, they thanked us for watching for so long. And I was like, oh, sure, boys. I sure enjoyed all <laughs> no the No problems. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Been been with you all the way, butteroo. Yeah, um, yeah we, we hadn't. But sure, look, one of the things, Michael, that I felt was very messy about the penultimate episode yeah. was the speed. They just race through an empty planet and they bring back these huge characters for five-eighths of a second, um, which I found really unusual for Who a they very back, hurried MacGuffining. So we got, we got Michael, the Archangel Michael. Oh, yeah. Who was actually Sam and Dean's half-brother. Yeah. 
um, manifested by an archangel. They brought back Lucifer, who was a real fan favorite. Like that guy did a great job. He was good. of embodying a snarky little shit of a Lucifer. Mm. And they brought them back, and he steals the scene for I, the the ten minutes he's on screen are great. He's just a real little shitster of a human being. Um, my favorite bit, Michael, is the bit where he's like, "You're a cook." <laughs> and he just looks at him like oh michael little bitch boy oh, um and it's real yeah. weird it's it he just takes up but then he's gone they just get rid of him again oh and michael michael yes. to quote my brand new tattoo that's yeah. stapled across my chest you mucked it up you cookie fuck <laughs> like well, he's he's a great character yeah and he should have been more central to the end of it. Wouldn't it be great, Michael, if you mm-hmm. took a real fan favorite and put him on board? Because nobody cared about Michael that much. He wasn't a fan favorite. No, no, he didn't one really have that much energy. Bit of a Ken doll, Michael. I tell you what, Ben. Yeah, I, I, I don't really like to put myself in a position of saying to a TV show what they should have done. So yeah, that's fair. Ra- rather than rather than complain about that, I went back, Ben, and I watched some of the highlights. Oh, that's good. I picked some random great episodes, Ben. Oh, um, that's good. Based on a combination of memory and the internet telling me which greats I'd miss. And I have to tell you, Ben, have you seen the Scooby-Doo episode? I have. I have. What? How? What confluence of of cosmic events led to the creation of that masterpiece of television? Isn't it great? It is the single maddest thing to ever exist. It's an hour-long Scooby-Doo animated movie. Yep. Starring the Winchester brothers. That's what it is. It's fully animated. Like, there's a top and tails of non-animated scenes. But Yeah, but you need your top and tails. It's absolutely incredible. I was watching it going, one, this is great. This is absolutely brilliant. I, I I don't know what happens in season 16. So I don't know uh, how it fits into the overall plot. It clearly doesn't, actually. It doesn't matter. It's a standalone episode. So you could watch it only having seen a few episodes of Supernatural and still enjoy it. But yeah. my, overbi- my overriding feeling the whole time was, how does this exist? What a glorious world we live in <laughs> that this has existed. Yeah, this has come it's a to thing. Be. It's absolutely brilliant. Daphne has the hots for for Bloody Dean. It's it's real interesting. No, like, she do, whole... she very much doesn't. Wait, hang on. Which character do I have? Velma has the hots for Sam. That's it. That's it. And Dean, Dean Ben. I mean, Dean is a terrible person. He's not he's a good a, person. He's an absolute fucking predator. Yeah, he's yeah. just just after Daphne the whole time. Yep. That was and, it. Sorry, I had it mixed yeah, up. Yeah. He's just like constant pursuit of Daphne. And Daphne is obviously this innocent virginal cartoon character and he does not give a shit. Yeah. He is an absolute sexual predator. And you know what the funny thing was, Ben? Um, I watched the, the finale. I watched yeah. the Scooby-Doo episode and I watched the pilot. And the very first thing that Dean does in the pilot is oh, try yeah. to chat up Sam's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. He is a fucking predator. Get yeah. him out of here. He yeah. is a bad bloke. They they kind of wind that down as the seasons go on. Um, right. But it made a weird return in season 16. Because initially, that's what he is. He's a fucking full-on predator. He's an Every episode predator. has a little arc where it's like, I'm going to go question her. Yeah. Because she's smoking. And yeah. he walks over and he's like, hi, I'm an FBI agent. Take off your pants. And it's it's weird. It's, yeah, he's an it's, absolute predator. He's an absolute predator. And I mean, no, yeah, it's 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 not good. Um, <laughs> it's not good. And I think people, I, th- I think people give him the, the good looking excuse where he's like, oh, well, he can't be a predator if he's ridiculously good looking. So and handsome. Like, no, he is. <laughs> no, he's, he's still a predator. Definitely a predator. Still Benjamin, a predator. the other funny thing about, um, about watching the finale and then the Scooby-Doo episode and then the pilot, I watched them in a weird order, is the pilot episode of Supernatural is so well formed. It came out of the oven ready 
Yes. The characters are in place. Sam and Dean are the same people who've undergone this journey. Um, There's no going back to the pilot and not recognising things. That's sometimes good, sometimes you way. watch a show and you go back and you go, this is weird. This pilot episode is weird. Mm. Lots of things change between the pilot episode and where it ends up. Yeah. And of course, that's true in Supernatural as well. But it it came out of the oven done. Ping, ready, delicious. Chicken done, baby. Ready to eat, Ben. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Sam's a- Sam is still a mopey moose. Big Dean moose. is a sexual predator. <laughs> Um, there's it's it's yeah. It, the, have you seen the pilot recently, Ben? I haven't, Michael. I haven't watched it. Uh, it is I, an uh, absolute great episode. Look, a, seasons one to five, they're magic, Michael. But we'll get to that in a second. Um, that reminds me, Michael, Go on. of what, another what episode you because you brought on the Scooby Doo episode. Yes, one of my favorite episodes is Hunter Heroicai. Go on, um, which is season eight, episode eight, and Sam and Dean find themselves in a mental asylum where cartoon physics have taken over. People are dying in horrific cartoon physics ways. Oh. So what I mean by that is, you know, in the Looney Tunes, where Bugs Bunny draws a hole in the ground and then the person falls through the hole in the ground that wasn't yes. there before. So uh, yeah. basically, that kind of physics is taking over. Um, so people are being, you know, shot out of a cannon. But as soon as they leave the cartoon scenario, real world physics take over. So it leads to some really gory, horrific deaths. Ugh. And they're going around the asylum looking for the cause of this. And it's an older man who's kind of in a catonic state. But he was an animator for the Looney Tunes. <laughs> uh, and he has a he has a vendetta. And his kind of catonic state has latent telepathic, or tele, mm, telepathic powers that are manifesting this bizarre kind of thing within the asylum. Michael, it's a bloody great episode. Um, I'll give it a watch, Ben. With all the shenanigans you'd enjoy, like Sam is trying to be very logical and Dean is having a ball. He's like, Sammy, Sammy, look what I can do. And he draws a hole in the wall and he puts his hand through the wall and he pulls it out. He's like, it's a chicken, Sammy. And he's like <laughs> pulling food out of nowhere. And it's it's just a great episode because what it is, is it's like a crystallized form of their characters mm. where Dean is like, Dean, take this seriously. Or, take it seriously. And <laughs> Sam is just like, take it seriously, Dean. And Dean is like, no, this is amazing. This is the best thing that's ever happened. Do you think there's a hot nurse around? And yeah. What, it's, was there a hot nurse? There was. There was. Oh, good. Good. There excellent. Was. Yeah. And did he try and chat her up because he's an absolute sexual because, predator? Because he's an absolute sexual predator. Yes, he did. Benjamin, in the, in the episode I watched, Faith, uh, the season one episode, he leaves the hospital and says, what's the point dying, Sammy, in a hospital that doesn't even have any hot nurses? Yeah, perfect logic. <laughs> Absolute creep. perfect logic. Um, that's funny, Ben. Actually, because the characters are so so well maintained throughout the years. Because that's one of the best things about the Scooby Doo episode is how much Dean enjoys it. Yeah, like uh, he's he sees, just having banter. Yeah, he sees uh, he sees um, Shaggy and Scooby making big giant sandwiches, and he joins them, and he extends his mouth open. He puts a big giant sandwich in, yeah. and one of the absolute comedy highlights is he says, with the big giant sandwich in his mouth, he says to Sam, "Sarah, look how big my mouth is." It's one of the funniest things I've it's ever gold. seen on television. It's brilliant. It's gold, and it's perfect. Mm. And those characters have remained incredibly consistent. Um, and that's like big credit to Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki. Mm. Speaking um, of Ben, did you see yes. the episode, the season six episode, The French Mistake? No, I didn't. Go on. The French Mistake, Ben, is another. I mean, even the the writers and creators of the show they say that their meta referential episodes are their favorites. Those are the winners. And the I mean the Scooby one, the Scooby Dooby one is very meta, obviously. The the one where the trickster sends them into television is very meta. Oh yeah, the one you're, you've just mentioned is very meta. But the most meta one of all, Ben, is the one where they're teleport, teleported into a world where they are Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki. Oh yeah, I do. The know. actors on the TV show Supernatural. Yeah. It's absolutely brilliant. And one of the highlights of it is the fact that Misha Collins is in it as Misha Collins. Great. So it's Misha Collins playing Castiel, playing Castiel, playing Misha Collins, playing Castiel. He keeps doing like weird live tweets. He, he live like, tweets it then. Yeah. And the funny thing is, he was live to like they tweeted it when it was on. Yeah. The, the Misha Very Collins actually meta. tweeted those tweets. 
It's the most meta thing that's ever happened. There's an absolutely brilliant scene where they meet Sam's wife. And as you know, Ben, Sam's wife was played by Genevieve Padalecki, um, who's his real-life wife, and she played the second host that Ruby inhabited. Ruby's second host. Yeah. And there's a great moment where they meet her and they're like, you married fake Ruby, Sammy. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's pretty good. It's yeah, pretty it's, good. It's, it's very good. It's, 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 a, it's so... It, look, there were some many, there were many great episodes ago, and I would agree with the creators and yourself that a lot of the meta episodes are bloody, bloody great. But you know what I really loved, Michael, was seasons one and two because they scared the feckin' britches off me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was 15, 16, they, they oh, genuinely well. had such a sense of dread about them. Uh, and I really found them on occasion being like, oh, this is terrible news for Sam and Dean. I mm. don't know if this is going to work out. One of the big ones was Yellow Eyes. He was a great character. He was a great villain for a season one when demons weren't a foregone conclusion in the world of Supernatural. Yeah. I mean, one of the issues that they have in a season, and any show that lasts 15 years, is the ever-escalating nature of the threats. Yeah. And I, I just remember those early glorious seasons where the threats escalated, but in a very real sense. I love that, you know, so the the thing I'm ta- talking about is Devil's Trap. It's the season one finale. Mm. Um, where the existence of demons is a rumor, even among hunters. They're, they're not sure that demons are an actual thing. Yeah. And they don't know if people actually go up against them. And if you do go up against them, it's bloody tough going. You might not make it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then you've got this big bad demon uh, and they have to beat him using a devil's trap. And it's a, a huge pentacle exorcism circle thing. And it's just a great episode. There's weird Western lore in the cult. Yeah, which the cult is the, and the railways. Yeah, so Samuel Colt, the man who built a large chunk of America's railway system, actually built it in the form of a giant devil's trap. Mm, um, delicious. To trap particular demons inside. It's really interesting, like just from a lore point of view. And the the things are really, really big. But my other, one of my big favorite episodes that kind of marked the show out for me as something that had a lot of, not necessarily depth, but it had a seriousness to it is Roadkill. Do you ever see the episode Roadkill? Is that the one about the evil truck? No, it's not. Okay. No. Oh, that's um, Route 666, isn't it? That's the episode where we see it from the point of view of one of the victims of a monster. And we get to know this character. The Winchesters pick her up in their car. Oh, it's Trisha Helfer. Yeah, and she's trying to she's trying to recount um, her run in with a spirit on the road, mm. and they keep asking her questions. And it's a weird episode. It's unsettling because we're like, why are Sam and Dean so calm? Why yeah. isn't Dean hitting on this lady? What's going on? <laughs> and we find out at the end of the episode that she is part of a two-ghost scenario that's haunting this road and causing deaths for other people. Yeah, um, Trisha Helfer was a ghost the whole time. Her, Trisha Helfer was a ghost the whole time. And for 16-year-old me, that was like, what? Yeah, Oh, no, man. You're right. There are, I mean, the, the, the pilot episode, the woman in white episode, is a great ghost yeah. episode. It's a yeah. real spooky ghost and she's horrible and she's gross and they have to try and figure out a way to be and the the faith the episode faith as well at season one episode 12 ben that's a great ghost story okay yeah. it's not a ghost it's a reaper but you know same difference but you'd miss it, the ghosts yeah you, that, that's very much something that it loses in the later seasons ben at what point would you feel where did you feel it sharked the jump it sharked the jump. Yeah. Um, I actually, I actually typed that into Google earlier, and the crafty bastards over at Supernatural named an episode "Jump the Shark." Oh yeah, they um, did. And so, if you look it up, it's uh, 2009, according to Canon. Um, where did it jump the gun? Or jump the shark? Sorry, jump the gun. For uh, me, Ben, it was Leviathans. Oh, I think it, it, I think it jumped the gun a little bit earlier than that. But uh, I think, uh, well, I mean, bringing Sam back. From his major yeah. sacrifice. That was it for me. I don't even remember. Season but bringing six. Sam back from his major sacrifice was a big moment of, oh, oh, you've kind of lessened it now. Yeah. But for me, what started my loss of interest was the Leviathans. They were the worst villains, the most boring metaphor for corporate America of greed. Such a strange change of tone for... Yeah. 
before the show as well. And then they they defeated angels. And I mean, the introduction of angels in season four, Ben, was epic. Mind-blowing. Yeah, it was one of the best things. Castiel's appearance in season four, episode one, Ben, was one of the most epic moments of the entire series. Great opening line as well. My name is Castiel. I'm an angel of the Lord. And it's just, it's it's good. It is works. That line? Did he not say, like, it was me who dragged you from perdition, Dean, you son of a bitch? Does he not say that after he... I can't remember, Ben. I can't remember. I have um, to admit I didn't watch it. Doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, one of my favourite things from those early seasons, Michael, is how angels die. The big scorched explodes. wing effect. No, because mm. initially it was really cool. They had this huge... Uh, scorched wings that you couldn't see you could only see them in shadow because they didn't represent on this plane of existence but they had a really cool effect but obviously budget got rid of that but yeah Leviathans I think was the the real decline in quality of that show because uh, they, they switched showrunners three times Michael go on Um, so the first showrunner was Eric Kripke and he is from the boys from the boys. So he's gone on to do great things. And that's why we're going to see Jensen Ackles in season three of the boys. Mm. Um, because they've remained firm friends. Jensen Ackles and Eric Kripke are, are bosom buds. And they, th- he left at the end of season five. They originally thought they were getting five seasons. Mm. And so you're watching the series finale in season five, the final episode. And then they tacked on a bit at the end because they found out that the CW was like, do you want to keep going? Do you want to keep going? You can just have Sammy standing outside. And they were like, oh yeah, let's bloody keep going. Let's do that. Um, And then, so Eric Kripke kind of hangs on as a consultant until season 8. And then season 8 to 12 is a new showrunner. And then season 12 to 15 is two new showrunners again. It's interesting, Michael, that from season 12 to 15, you can markedly kind of mm, taste that decline. Oh, can you? Well, I haven't seen much of it. As I said, I've only the seen Leviathans the Leviathans are, are season 12, aren't they? No, Leviathans were seven, I think, or maybe oh, even was six. was it? Oh, yeah. man, I'm miles the, off. The Leviathans came about, Ben, when Sam or Dean escaped from hell and they released them with them. Yeah, Castiel. No, it's Castiel. Yeah, it's Castiel, Castiel coming back brings the Leviathans. He carries them in his body as yeah. icky gooey stuff. Icky, icky gooey inky things. Um, yeah, that was real weird. And then Purgatory became the new place that Sam and Dean had to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we lose Dean to Purgatory. And then he meets Benny the Vampire. And that was a whole thing. That was a whole thing, Ben. It was It was, It was. was when I started losing interest, to be brutally yeah. honest. So I'm going to be at a bit of a loose end if you go down that route. No, I'm no, gonna... I'm not going to. When's because... Scooby-Doo? Um, yeah, so that's season 12, isn't it? Scooby-Doo is season 12. So Scooby-Doo is season 12, yeah. That's what I'm mixing that up with in my brain. But yeah, okay, let's let's use Leviathan's as our Michael and Benjamin's official benchmark for jumping the shark supernatural. Uh, well, that's, yeah, it's where I kind of, it's where it's what I didn't enjoy. Obviously, later seasons, Ben, pick back up because if if Leviathan's were the beginning of the end, that was in season seven or six. Yeah. And it's so, gone on for another decade after that. So obviously things did improve. Having said that, Simpsons has been on a steady decline for 30 years and has no shine of ending. Yeah. I mean, poor Simpsons. Alas, poor Simpsons. We knew them well. Michael, you said something interesting to me last week. You said that keeping the rights to a lot of the classic rock and roll from seasons one to five uh, wasn't something they could manage to afford. Yeah, yeah. So um, for one thing, Ben, I imagine that a lot of these songs... So in, in episode one, Ben... Uh, when they get in the car and they drive off on the end, they play almost the entirety of the song Back in Black. Back yes. in Black! But that was in nice. 2003, Ben. And in 2003, as Sammy says to Dean, 70s and 80s mullet rock was not popular. Yeah, it wasn't, so, was it? No. So for me, Ben, in 2003, I was passingly familiar with that kind of music but Supernatural was my introduction to a lot of classic rock yeah me too and for most people I think it was and I don't think Supernatural was I mean Supernatural itself isn't popular enough but it was part of the wave of bringing that kind of classic rock back into popular culture that and Iron Man well I mean uh, Supernatural was five years before Iron Man Mm, fair but yes, Iron Man definitely. And I mean, if you told me that John Favreau didn't watch Supernatural, I would call you a liar. And because a John, cook. 
and a, and a cook. John Fro definitely watches Supernatural, or at least used to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, and a lot of that music, obviously, was back then quite cheap. Yeah, because it wasn't that big. Because it wasn't that big, it was kind of at the end of its popularity. It would probably be like licensing um, mid nineties pop music now. I reckon we could probably get the licensing for Natalie and Bruglia's "Torn" to use on the podcast, yeah. Ben. I mean, you know? fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing's right on "Torn," Ben. But anyway, what, what was I talking about? Uh, oh, the songs. The shift so the music. songs. So they have some amazing music in that first season. They have yeah. "Wayward Son," obviously, which went on to be like the defining piece of music Song. of the show. They have "Back in Black." They have a uh, "Blue Oyster Cults." Don't fear the Reaper. Seasons don't fear the Reaper, Ben. Yes, um, it's classic. As a as a woman is running away from a reaper in a forest, and they say, "Seasons of fear, the reaper." Brilliant, Ben. Absolutely brilliant, fitting use of music, which then became too expensive. And yeah. post season five, I think they stopped using it. Essentially, so so they moved to a strange kind of. I I, I define it as the seventies lounge singer kind of style of music where you have it's a little bit like a cheap porno as well they use it because when sammy and and dean go around the different motels and stuff that's the kind of music they use for the the dean acquainting himself with the town montage or you know and that's the kind of music they use and then post post season 10 or so they move to a way more orchestral score and it becomes a very cw show with kind of an an off-brand cinematic score and it's just really interesting because you can chart the change of music with the change of tone throughout the TV series for me, which I, I find really interesting. The funny thing, of course, Ben, is that um, in a lot of the older ones, for example, I've just been saying about um, that back in black, in some of the releases of the show, like on DVDs, or on streaming services, the licenses to those songs which are now back like at the top of popular culture popularity are very expensive and they're not all there a lot of the earlier episodes depending on where you're watching them mm. have had their songs replaced gas which is I, absolutely hilarious not good not good i might go michael and watch season one again ben i cannot recommend season one of supernatural enough it is yeah. absolutely brilliant um the the ghosty stories are really scary the the plot stories are really interesting and not overblown in their scope. Um, it's it's a great season. Season one is an incredibly good season, and of course it is, Ben, because it has to be the foundation for yeah. the the likes of a fifteen year show to to come off of to keep at it to keep exactly. going exactly. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a great L show. Well done to the lads. Fifteen years. 15 long years. Yeah, they are the original kind of badass Ghostbusters. Good for them. Good for, Good for them. them. Uh, no, in fairness, I think I, I did put it out to the listeners there just to to, to get a little bit. And um, we didn't get much uptake, Michael. We got some decent uptake. Um, and so a, f- a few people got in touch. I myself uh, got in touch, Michael, with the podcast this week. <laughs> just to leave a little comment. Uh, and I said, I, for one... We'll miss all the homoerotic shenanigans. And I will. You will. That's some of your favourite stuff. Those are some of my favourites, Michael. Um, But then, uh, user... I want to get this right. Boba Loba. Great name. Congratulations. My favourite TV show show of all time. What a ride it's been. Last series made me cry a few times. Carry on. So he was a hardcore fan. Uh, Irish Fastinista777 said, love the show, love the characters, the crazy shenanigans, the music and the feels. Uh, now need to find a new urban fantasy show to watch. And then, It's not like there's a shortage of them, Ben. Yeah, I mean, it's bloody bloody stacked out there, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. And then uh, Peter from the Superior Comics Show got in touch with us and said, oh, lads, I would have been a great guest, but I'm still catching up. Uh, so <laughs> maybe in a year's time, uh, Peter, we'll, uh, we'll do a retrospective retrospective. And you can come on that one. It'll be good. You're good. Um, so that's it from us, uh, Michael, for this week. Do join us in two weeks' time. Uh, or, sorry, in a week's time. Not in it's two next weeks week, time. Ben. It's weekly. Yeah. We do this every week, Ben. For three do, years, Ben. <laughs> do join us in a week's time. Where we'll be taking a look at anime's absolute fascination, bordering on fetish, for strange medieval, post-medieval 
European settings and aesthetics. It's going mm. to be bloody interesting, ladies and gentlemen. Ben, and can I talk about the Dark Souls series? Yes, you can talk about the Dark Souls series. Away Sweet. you go, Michael, and you enjoy Sweet. that. You wallow. That's what I'll do. That's what I'll do. In some Dark Souls. You try and stop me. I probably won't because it's a podcast where two people talk and share their ideas and if I silence mm. you, it doesn't mm. really work. Yeah, it doesn't work. Speaking of silencing us, ladies and gentlemen, please cut me off and get in touch with us and let us know <laughs> what you think of that particular topic or what you think of Supernatural. You can get in touch with us in lots of different bloody ways. We're there on the interwebs at www.shomrebyog.com. It means tiny room in Irish, Benjamin. I'm going to have to update that website. I haven't updated it in months. Ah, sure, look, I'm not going to hold it against you. It's been COVID time. Okay. Um, we can also find us there on the L Instagram, uh, which is at Shomrebyog, S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G. And you can find this tiny room in Irish. Yeah. It still means tiny room in Irish. That hasn't uh, that hasn't changed at all, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you would like to pitch us an idea, if you would like to uh, give us your two cents on anything we do, get in touch with us in those places. Also, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd be so kind to leave us a review on some form. Anywhere that you listen to the podcast, it could be on the L iTunes, it could be on the L Google Podcasts, it could be on Amazon Podcasts, which I'm not sure we're on yet, but we should probably get on that. Um, so you can leave us a review there, like a bunch of great lads. Leave us a uh, review. That's it for us, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time, carry on. Carry on. And if you have any Michael and Ben fan art, keep it to yourselves. Yeah, don't want to see or, that. Or, or send it to Ben, whatever. Whatever's good. <laughs> uh, bye.